Hello, and welcome back to this podcast series where we look at various topics in pharmacy and try to explain things at least a little bit more simply. Given it's 2022 and the year ends in an even number, it obviously means it's time for the next NHS reorganisation, which in turn means that this time we're going to try to attempt the impossible and try to explain in just eight minutes what's the point of integrated care systems or ICSs which means we'll also have to cover integrated care boards, or ICBs, integrated care partnerships, or ICPs, and as with pharmacy people, maybe even integrated pharmacy and medicines optimization, or IPMO, or maybe not. There's a lot of ground to cover, and only so much integration any one person can take, but we'll give it a go. So to start at the start, what's the problem that all of this is trying to fix? Well, If you work in the NHS, or in care, or pay any attention to what's in the papers, you'll be aware that the world is a complicated place. Currently, ambulance trusts are struggling because too many crews are sat outside A&E departments unable to offload. A&E is full because patients can't be admitted to wards, which is because patients can't be discharged to social care. Patients in social care can't get in to see their GPs, and everyone is struggling under complicated systems, different silos of work, and disjointedness as well as too much care being needed for the resource that's available. Everyone wants to do the right thing, but the siloy systems don't really help anyone. So to fix this, the suggested solution is clearly going to be integration, which is the new political buzzword to cram into every acronym in the NHS. The dream appears to be that with integration of all things health and social care, better decisions can be made across the systems so that patients can be better looked after. With joined-up decisions being made locally, things get done more efficiently, problems can be solved more effectively, and everyone lives forevermore in a land of milk and honey, collaborating and integrating to their heart's content. Which sounds good on paper, but what practically is happening, and what might it mean to you? Well, to look at this, we might need to cover a little tiny bit of where we are now, so that we know what silos we're trying to integrate. So the NHS landscape up until recently was the world of CCGs and provider trusts, which was set up in the early 2010s. The idea is that CCGs were the commissioners working out what services their populations needed health-wise, and providers, your NHS hospitals and the like, kind of bidding for the work. It's the provider-commissioner split that was first set up way back when, just after the Griffiths report in the late 1980s, which kind of kick-started the marketisation of the NHS, with different bits competing against each other in a bid to make the market improve performance. Over time, there's been DHAs and GP fund holders, DHAs advised by PCGs, PCTs that merged DHAs and PCGs, SHAs with PCTs, and then CCGs, all doing the same-ish thing, buying care for their populations from providers, just over different geographical footprints, pulsing from small areas to big areas and then back to small areas again, and different committees, though strangely with the same people on these committees. The problem with this setup is that, though competition is aimed to promote improving the quality of care provided, it doesn't promote joined-up thinking and integration. Primary care is run separately to secondary care. Each secondary care trust is in competition with all the others, and since the implementation of the Griffiths recommendations, elderly social care has been provided separately to the NHS, so health and social care have been run completely separately. There's perceived to be a lack of coordination, because there is an actual lack of coordination, and also a potential lack of scale. 
CCGs are at the smaller end of the NHS historic organisation sizes, which leads to duplication of effort. Every CCG has to do everything for itself, and inconsistencies and variations in care can creep in. Different CCGs make different decisions. To fix this, the solution is Integrated Care Systems, or ICSs, which bring all these things together over a bigger footprint to improve joint upness and consistency. Because the footprint is bigger, several CCGs are replaced by a single ICS for an area. So what size is an ICS? Well, if you've got a long memory, it's probably about the same size as an old regional health authority from the 1974 reorganisation. The idea is that all the health and social care organisations, plus voluntary organisations, within the geographical footprint can work together to work out what the health and care needs of the population are, and then work together to provide it, like a hippie version of the RHAs. To do this, there are several different structures inside the ICS. The first one to mention is the Integrated Care Board, or ICB. The purpose of the ICB is to have a plan for the health of the population in their footprint and to essentially commission that care. In this way, they are the successors to the recently defunct CCGs. So what you looked to the CCG for before, you now look to your ICB. However, that can't be the whole picture, as we're not just trying to make bigger CCGs, else we'd just call them PCTs again. The idea is to integrate. So to maximise this, we also need to look at integrated care partnerships, or ICPs. These are also a key part of the ICSs, and the purpose is to bring together health, social care and other organisations to put together a strategy of how they will meet the health and care needs of the population. The idea is that, for example, if a lack of social care beds is stopping acute hospital functions, there's a way for everyone working together across traditional boundaries to fix the problems for everyone, rather than work in individual silos. Which is a rather good idea. But there's more. As we've oscillated between big NHS areas like RHAs and SHAs and small NHS areas like CCGs, there's always been a difficult balance between economies of scale and having responsiveness to local issues. As we've said before, ICSs are at the bigger end of the historic NHS organisation's size scale, so how can we make sure that they're locally responsive? So this brings in the concept of places with a capital P. So within an individual ICS, there will be individual localities or places where local planning and decisions can take place. How big are these? Well, they look suspiciously similar in size to the old CCGs that have just been disbanded. So with this, we pretty much have the new system mapped out. To bring everything health and carey together, we are now working within integrated care systems. Working over a bigger geographical area, there will be economies of scale and consistency. Bringing together health and social care will reduce silo working. And keeping working locally in places means that local needs can be focused on. Or alternatively, the 1970s concept of regional health authorities has been layered on top of the 2010s concept of CCGs, keeping the 1980s Griffiths internal market, but trying to bring in some of the early 1950s collaborative one-system thinking. Will it be a genius idea and revolutionise the NHS, making it responsive to needs, collaborative and integrated? Or will it add just another layer of bureaucracy and committees to navigate? Well, we could look to history for precedence, but the greatest minds are focused on making this work and getting a fundamental change to happen in the NHS. More fundamental than all the other changes in the past, so it could genuinely be that land of milk and honey scenario before us. Time will tell. But to make a great outcome more likely, 
it would be great if everyone could lean in and see where we can get to with the new ICS world. Pharmacy-wise, decisions on what medicines are used, so drug and therapeutics groups, who prescribes what, so traffic light lists, what pharmacy services are commissioned, and how all the different sectors of pharmacy work together will all be being discussed within an ICS structure. So it will need engagement from everyone to realise the benefits. And on that positive note, that's probably all we've got time for. And we didn't get round to IMO after all that either. Maybe one for self-directed learning via the medium of Google. Thanks, and see you next time.